1: The NBA season's a couple weeks away, and it's always a pleasure to welcome this guy on the show. I haven't had him on for quite a while now, but you see him everywhere on TV. He is like dominating NBA media. He's a superstar. Frankie Ice, the great Frank Isola. Gives us a couple minutes. Good evening, Frank. How are you, buddy? I was gonna say it's a pleasure to
2: always have him on. I don't think I I can't remember the last time. I was well, on listen, you're year.
1: hard man of reach. Let's be honest, Frank. You're hard you man of reach. You, you got a lot of
2: you guys me today. Come on now.
1: Well, I appreciate and I that, and you How know we love that? having you on. But I don't want to put a monopoly on you. I want to share the wealth, bro. You know.
2: I think the last time. Well, I think one of the last times I saw you might have been. How long ago was that Marv Albert thing there for all you Oh, jeez. That was
1: like years dude. ago, dude. Years ago. That had to be like was, 2015, I want to say, or 14.
2: Yeah, it was at uh, the HBO studio. Marv actually invited me personally. I just wasn't some random person. Well, I got I was gonna say, Listen, invite.
1: Marv, you have the hotline of Marv, which is impressive. And Marv is back doing games this year, I hope. He's back, I know. right?
2: Yeah, Good. the room was filled with all the Syracuse communications and journalism students that couldn't get into Maryland. So well, how cringeworthy
1: was it for you to be in a room with like ninety percent Syracuse people? That must have been tough, it, Frank.
2: It was. It was fine. I. I was. You know, my application got accepted at Maryland. Everyone there, there's did, including my sister who went to Syracuse.
1: You're a piece of work. I love you. All right, let's get let's get to some NBA. Um, Nets. Durant and Irving, it's interesting. I, I can't wait to see what Kevin Durant's gonna look like coming off this Achilles. What are reasonable expectations first year with these guys playing together? Is it finals or bust? Is it, you know, fifty five wins in the Eastern Conference finals? What are realistic expectations first year in this partnership?
2: I I think the expectations have to be to get to a finals. Go back to when they put the Celtics together with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. The first year that they played together, they went to the finals and won it. The first year with LeBron in Miami, they went to the finals, did not win. But then if you even look at what happened in October this past season with the Lakers, it was essentially a new team. It was the first time that Anthony Davis and LeBron had played together, and that resulted in a championship. So I get it early on. It, it may be difficult, and who knows with Kevin Durant You know whether or not he could regain the all-star form that he had before he got hurt. You know, here's the amazing thing about Kevin Durant. You know, the last ten NBA Finals games he played in, which were all with the Golden State Warriors, he won nine of them. That's how dominant he was, in the Warriors were when Kevin Durant would play. The key will be: is he healthy? You know, he's not playing 72 games. Nobody that's how many games this season is going to be. You don't know, no, you know, all these star players. There'll be a lot of load management. The key will be. Can you get them playing at their best late in the season? But come on, J.J., you know this. It's going to be health because Kevin Durant coming off a major injury and Kyrie Irving is always hurt. So the big thing will be can they be healthy late in the year? And if they can, I think it'd be disappointing for the team if they didn't get to a finals.
1: Let's get to Horton. All those rumors from a couple of weeks ago, Brooklyn's in on him, yada, yada, yada. He's still a member of the Houston Rockets. To me, Frank, he is a tremendous, tremendous talent, but – I mean, you look at the usage rates for him. You look at the usage rates for Irving, and you throw in Kevin Durant. To me, there's not enough basketball to go around. Would you be in on James Harden if you're Brooklyn?
2: I'd be in on James Harden for Brooklyn if it meant Kyrie Irving was going back. And I Correct, to, and I'm cool be, with it. Totally agree. Yeah, because totally agree. Because they just, you know, they just made a deal for John Wall. But you know, James Harden is a big time talent. The guy can score, but I, you know, I don't think you would need three of those players if you had Kevin Durant and James Harden, then you had all those role players the Nets have. That's one thing. Remember this too. You know Durant, James Harden, and Irving are not great defenders, so I get it. You know you want you know you win with stars in the league, but let's face it, you could also win with two stars. You know in October it was LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, the year before it was Kawhi Leonard and uh, You know I guess Kyle Lowry with Pascal Siakam being like a close third. But this idea of having to have the three stars that really hasn't been the case the past couple of years. So the Nets should have enough, even if they don't get. James Harden, but he is a terrific player. It sounds like something could happen during the season. I would think for them, I think what they're holding out for is Ben Simmons. Because if you were to trade for Ben Simmons, you are getting a player that's seven years younger. So at least that makes you know some sense. Yes, you can get the net role players, but remember this, J.J., if you get the, the net role players in return for James Harden, you'll be a lottery team in the Western Conference. And your picks belong to Oklahoma City. So I think Sam Press and Oklahoma City are rooting For the Rockets to trade James Harden to the Nets and get those role players back. Because if they become a lottery team, Oklahoma City is going to get those picks.
1: So you would say Gutfield at this point, Harden gets traded mid-year and probably goes to Philly? I mean, I see Philly with Maury there, and the connection is just obvious,
2: you know? Yeah, and I think it just, to me, if I'm the Houston Rockets, it just makes more sense. It's a little bit easier to sell... To your fan base again, you are getting Ben Simmons, who's already been an All Star, is seven years younger, as opposed to getting. Listen, whether you know whoever the players on the Nets would be, and Karis LeVert is terrific. He had a great year last year. Um, uh, Joe Harris is very good role player. Jared Allen is a terrific role player. Spencer didn't really a good player, but they're not All Star players. Maybe Karis LeVert could become that one day. So uh, to me, if you're the Rockets, you know you really got to get something back. For James Harden, but yeah, I just get a feeling now that they traded Westbrook, it does seem like something eventually is going to happen with James Harden.
1: What do you think about Westbrook wall trade? It seems like, you know, you're swapping bad contract for bad contract, but now you got Westbrook and Bradley Beal playing together. Frank, they'll be at least watchable in D.C. I,
2: well, I agree, and I do think, you know, the one thing about Russell Westbrook, he is a star, and this is a guy that's been an MVP in the league, so I, I think he's a better player than John Wall. John Wall, first of all, hasn't played since December 26th of 2018. That is a long time to be out. He's had a knee injury, and then he had his Achilles. And I understand that Russell Westbrook isn't the same player, but he has been MVP a couple of years where he averaged a triple-double. And when he had young teammates in Oklahoma City, he kind of pushes those guys and he holds them accountable. That's why I thought, I know a lot of Nick fans didn't like it. I think there are some people with the Knicks that seriously considered maybe taking a run at a guy like Westbrook. And I just think a guy like him around those young players, you know, you get to a point where now the expectations are he's going to hold guys accountable, much like Chris Paul will do with the Phoenix Suns. There comes a point when you have young players where you have to kind of make some kind of move where you can get better. Tom Thibodeau made a move like that a couple of years ago, you know, in his second season with Minnesota. He went out and got Jimmy Butler. You know, Minnesota had not made the playoffs like 13, 14 years. There comes a point where you can't just keep saying, you know, where where you got young players. It's about the future. We need to be patient. Now, at some point, you're going to have to make a big move, and I think that will certainly be the case with the Knicks probably at some point this season or next offseason because just because you're young doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get good at some point. It doesn't always work like that. I mean, Sacramento goes in the lottery every year, and they're going on about 13 years without making the playoffs. Phoenix is going on 10 years without making the playoffs. Before you know it, a whole decade goes by, and you're just constantly selling your fans. On how young you are, that's not the key to winning. The key to winning is getting better. You need good players, not young players.
1: I know you're a big fan of the new head coach at the New York Knicks. I most certainly am. That was the guy I've been screaming about for a long time, Frank. What kind of difference do you think you'll see? Listen, the roster's not very good. You know it. I know it. They're going to be in the lottery again. But do you expect to see a much different look and a much different feel out of the Knicks with Tibbs coaching his team?
2: Well, they're going to be, um, you know, prepared. For every game. I think they'll be a much better defensive team, but it still comes down to talent. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. I gotta think he's probably losing his mind because they don't they don't really have that much talent over there. But you know, he's gonna be a guy that's gonna push the players to be you know, to get the most out of him. And I think if you look at guys like Joe Kim Noah, you look at um, you know, Derek Rose, youngest M V P in the league, a lot of these guys had great years when Tom was with them. Look at Yao Ming when he was in China. You know, if you ask Kobe Bryant, I did an event I don't mean to name drop here. I did an event. Look uh, at you. January, Proud I will. January of 20. Well, I think they asked. The NBA reached out to Sirius, and I think they must have gone through a list of 40 I was going to say, it went we, through
1: Termini, Eddie Johnson.
2: Yeah. What were you, like, fourth
1: on that list? No, I
2: think I think they went through a ton of media people, and then they went back to that list. And when everybody said no, they asked me to do it. And I was. it was uh, Kobe Bryant had released a book, like a children's book. So I was there with Tom and Kobe, We, you know, in front of, like, school kids and all this stuff. But anyway... When you hear Kobe talk about you know, how much Tom meant for his development, because Kobe was a high school player in Philadelphia when Tom was an assistant with the Sixers, and Kobe used to show up in the summertime. He'd stick around after the practice. He would stick around after Sixers practice and work out with the team, work out with Tom, and he just talked about how much he helped develop him as a player. That's why it's funny. Like all these players today, the new accessory for a player is to have a, have a development coach. In Michael Jordan's day, the accessory was to have golf clubs. That was like the. I'm saying golf pool. clubs,
1: the cigar, and you know yeah. uh, deck yeah, of cards what, for the playing, basically. Exactly.
2: Yeah, John Starks picked up on it all like the players. That was their thing. Now it's everyone has to have their own workout coach. Which I don't know why you need that because all these NBA teams they employ way too many assistants to begin with, who are all available to work with the player. But I get it. If you bring your assistant coach from your team, he's going to push you, and he's not going to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you what you need to hear. He's not going to care that you're posting it on social media. But the point is that Tom is an excellent you know, development coach. He helps guys get better. Go ask Larry Johnson. He spent you know years with Larry. You know They'd be out on the court before Nick games at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon working on stuff. So guys will get better. And, you know, when guys get better, that's when they get paid. And I think when you look back at players, you know, Brian Scalabrine, I do the show with him, he talks about, you know, the first year that Tom wasn't there in Chicago and Joe Kim Noah thought it was going to be the greatest thing. And then he realized, you know, that Tom had made him a really good player. I mean, Joe Kim Noah, remember what he was like on the Knicks? This guy finished in the top five or MVP voting when he was in Chicago. So the, the players on the Knicks are all going to get better, but it's still a talent lead. Do they have enough? And they might have. To be fair, they might have the worst point guard situation in the league right this minute.
1: No, you're not kidding. Uh, Barrett, what was your takeaway watching him rookie year? Obviously, the jump shot needs work, um, can finish around the basket. Um, the problem I run into with Barrett, to be honest with you, Frank, is that I look at Morant, I see superstar. I look at Zion, if he plays, I see superstar. I see good player with R.J. Barrett. Is that a reasonable like expectation uh, that have? I think he's going to be a good must- player.
2: Yeah, you must be talking to a lot of uh, NBA scouts and coaches because they kind of say the same thing. That doesn't mean that he can't work and get better. A lot of them don't think that he's athletic enough where he doesn't really get that separation when he drives to the basket and you know, needs to become a better shooter. But you know, he he certainly carries himself like he wants to be a big-time player and him coming out saying how upset he was about not making the all-rookie team. you know, There are a couple of ways you could look at that. It's really not the most important thing. But you know what? Maybe it is good that he's competitive like that. So he's going to need to get better. I think they know that. And I think he's in a very good situation with a coach who's going to help him get better.
1: Okay. Knicks, for them to get to a point where they're watchable, where they're relevant, where I could actually, in April and May, Frank, talk about them on the air and not talk about a lottery and not talk about, you know, pipe dreams in the offseason. Is it simply they got to draft and develop? Is it going and making a big trade? Is it a combination of the two? I mean, it seems like and I want to believe that they have better people in place running the team. I, I believe that in the head coach. I got to see about Leon Rose. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. But what would be, if Frank Isola could be the GM of the New York Knicks, what would your plan be to get them relevant within the next two years?
2: Well, and I think a lot of it does come down to how well you draft. You know, Jeff Van Gundy always says the most important job in basketball is picking the players. So here's an example. You, know, you look at Miami, right? Miami went finals, missed the playoffs, made the playoffs, missed the playoffs, made the playoffs, missed it, and this year they went to the finals. right? So every year of the year. So they were they never went into this idea that we're going to rebuild. You have to tear the whole thing down. And think about the position that they were in. LeBron left, and then Chris Bosh got uh, sick, and then Dwayne Wade left. So the guys that were the big three there were basically all gone. And now look where Miami is. But Pat Riley had the 13th pick with Tyler Hero, the 14th pick with Bam Adebayo. So you don't need the first overall pick, the second overall pick. Yeah, in in a year when LeBron James is going to be coming out, it's good to have the number one pick. But the point is, you can draft players. So you have to get, you have to find the right players. Another example: the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. That was the core of a championship team, and those were guys that they drafted. But you could also go the way of the Boston Celtics, where they drafted a great player, Paul Pierce. But when it was time to make that move they used players that they had developed and they went out and made trades for Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. to me. That's probably a little bit more realistic than, than signing the free agent because Giannis has a very good chance that he'll stay in Milwaukee. If he leaves, he's going to either probably golden state Dallas or Miami. So kind of waiting for that big free agent, you almost have to trade for a guy. Donovan Mitchell already signed a five-year extension. So maybe two years down the road, you work out a trade and you can get him. The idea is to ve- you have to develop assets. That's what the Knicks need to do. But at some point, JJ, you got to get better. You know, it's you know it's the easiest thing to do in the NBA is lose. You know, you could you could lose from now for the next ten years. It doesn't. T- that's not like some great strategy necessarily. Everybody praises Philadelphia. Really, how has it worked out for them? They haven't gotten out of the second round. You know, and their highlight is losing on that Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater. Players.
1: That's the highlight they for them. Mean, them.
2: Yeah, and they missed on some players as well. So it's, it's not just saying we're going to lose, like we're going to lose today because tomorrow we'll get better. It doesn't really – Pat Riley's never done that. Pat Riley, when he loses one year, he basically says, the heck with this, man, we're going to do whatever we can to get better. And be, and it doesn't – like real quickly, he turns things around. That's what you have to get to. You have to get to that point as a franchise, and maybe Leon and Tom, they they could be the guys to do it.
1: Frankie, I thought Golden State was going to be, by far and away, the Lakers' biggest threat in the West, and then the Klay Thompson news comes down. Um, I I feel for the guy. One of my favorite players to watch. Got better year in and year out. Two-way player. That game six against Oklahoma City, one of the great performances, I think, in the last seven, eight years in the NBA. Such a significant game in the league, too, for so many different reasons. But the Warriors, can you expect Klay Thompson to come back and be the same player? I mean, I'm going to have serious doubts, dude.
2: Yeah, I know. I feel badly for him because he's such a great player and he's such a good guy. He's like everything that you like about a professional athlete, just the way that he carries himself and he's low maintenance and he, you know, just does his role and he's great at it. I don't know. I, I agree with you. Well, you know, think about it. That's that's what James uh, John Wall's coming back from. He had a knee injury and then he blew out his Achilles. The fact that he's not doesn't rely that much on athleticism he doesn't really play above the rim but he does you know run a lot along the baseline he comes around screens and catch and shoot so you know if he loses a step there now the defender can close out a little bit more i'd like to believe that he can come back and be that player just because i know that he's got the work ethic to do it but it it really stinks because the warriors you know, everyone was really looking forward They'll they'll be okay this season you know, because Steph Curry and they, they, you know, they they went on. And they got Wiseman with the second overall pick, but it's just not the same with uh, without Klay Thompson. And we'll get to see them pretty soon because on the twenty second, they'll be in Brooklyn to play the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Who's beating the
1: Lakers? I mean, I can't find a team right now. I know Miami was terrific last year, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Clippers. If there's going to be a team to beat the Lakers this year, Frank, who would it be?
2: I don't know. I mean. They look
1: damn good, man. They look better than they did a year ago with their off season.
2: No, I, no, my radio partner Scalabrini, he doesn't. He's not buying it because he doesn't think he thinks Gasol was terrible last year. I think it's that green
1: and white Celtic blood that's running in him. Yeah, well, there's a little of
2: that, but you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron is still the best player in the league. It's ridiculous. He's going to turn thirty. I'm sorry, he's going to turn thirty six on December thirtieth. He plays at an incredible level, and the thing will be, he knows how to kind of pace himself even when he plays at 60 percent in a game he still can dominate a game so as long as he's healthy and ready by the time the playoffs come around it's going to be really difficult to beat him four times in a seven game series and you throw into the fact that the weight of the world is off is off anthony davis you know i didn't like the way that he handled his departure from new orleans but you have to admit could it have worked out any better he got traded to the lakers he won a title, and then two months later, he signed for five years, $190 billion. I mean, the guy the guy has had, like, the last 60 days of his life have been pretty good. And then I also think, too, with LeBron, knowing that he's chasing history at this point, his place in NBA history is secure. There's going to be people, I'll be one of them. I, I'm always going to be a Jordan guy. Maybe that's an age thing, even though I do no, think No, that LeBron. makes two of
1: us, because we it's, aren't the same right age, there. and I'm the same way.
2: Yeah, but I do think, that LeBron is a very good chance this year he can get that fifth. And, you know, I, maybe a few years ago he was thinking that it's going to be impossible to win three more. And I kind of agree with you. You look at them now, I do think that they're better. And I think LeBron, like, that, that's all he's chasing at this point. His legacy is secure. He went out to L.A., he won a title. He went to Cleveland and won a title. He went to Miami, he got two, so it, it's fine. He, when you go to L.A. and you're one of these big-time players, you have to win a championship. He already accomplished that. So now it's really chasing Michael Jordan trying to get those six titles.
1: Frankie, I love you, bro. Thanks for a couple of minutes. So now that you're the big television star, you don't have to go to any of these games, right? Everything via Zoom these days, right?
2: I know that. I think that's going to be with everybody in the media. The players are going to. Well, that. Frank, for what it's worth, have I have not, them not them done a, a
1: show media. at WFAN since the middle of March, or television I, since the middle of March. All from home,
2: crazy. I, I wake up. I wake up and I do my show on series from the bay. I wake up at about six o'clock. I do my show at seven from my basement. I was doing TV in my basement for a while. I'm saving a lot of money on uh, a lot of money on tolls. That's for sure.
1: Oh, I'm sure, especially with the way they're being jacked up. Listen, you will yep. be on. I guarantee you within the next six weeks, so that way I don't have to hear, where you been, why haven't I gotten the call? Don't you worry, Frank, I saw you. are going to be annoyed the next time I text you. I'm just giving you fair how's warning.
2: That, how's that Syracuse basketball team doing, all right? Uh,
1: it's funny you say that. I'm watching them right now. Uh, Buddy Beheim's in COVID protocol. get used to it. And they're up five over mighty Niagara with the under-12-minute
2: mark, okay? Let, let me just give you a quick story. When Zion got hurt, they were playing Syracuse the very next game. I was like, he's not going to play. But I just said, you know what? I got to go up just in case he does. I drove all the way up there, three and a half hours up. Of course, he didn't play. He After
1: didn't play. Game, and and that out. was the game I think Barrett went for, like, 30 and killed him in the 2-3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was,
2: and Cam Reddish was really good, too. He's got, like, an NBA body. can't shoot. But he's got an NBA body. That's See,
1: true. here's the difference between me and you. I didn't go to that game because I was like, you know what? Saturday, it's going to be a crazy, crazy scene. I'll go to the Virginia game. And that was the game when Virginia Frank did not miss a three-point shot. You know nobody can shoot in college basketball. Oh, I, I felt like I was watching the Golden State Warriors against the 2-3 zone. I'd never seen anything like it in college basketball. It was absurd.
2: But you know it was cool being there that day? Derek Coleman was at the game. I was sitting right near him, so I talked to him for a long time. Billy Owens, and then Sherman Douglas, who underrated one of the best college point guards of all time. Yeah, and they need to he rock those a,
1: throwback Syracuse uniforms, by the way. The new he ones stink. Was an
2: awesome, co- like, and he still looks the same. He always kind of had like that round look to him. And He hasn't aged though. He was a terrific college player.
1: So what's uh, what's better for you these days, the soccer game or the golf game?
2: Ah, uh, the soccer game. Even though I could barely run at this point. We really? play. We play every Saturday morning. Come out and play.
1: Listen, I'm fun. not. A, I my sister should come out and play. She's the college soccer athlete. Me, I make Hello, a fool of myself.
2: We have a co- we have a COVID protocol. You have to get your temperature taken. It's a whole. I fire
1: like fire. that. You guys taking things seriously. Proud of you. <laughs> Listen, you're the best. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, enjoy enjoyed. All right. Happy holidays. All that all good right. stuff. Take okay? care,
2: man. You too.
1: That's the best. Frankie Eyes, Ice, Frank Isola. Ice, uh, I mean, you can't escape the guy now on television. I mean, he's everywhere. Around the horn. Yes, I mean, anytime I put on like an NBA uh, media production, uh, I'm seeing I saw he's the best.